This is the Garden Path Podcast. Hey friends, Misty here. I'm going to pivot a little bit this week. I know many of you guys were expecting my second part of the Gathering Moss read-along, but I'm going to pivot because I've just been very busy lately and I've not had a chance to really read it. I've tried to sit down a couple times and honestly just could not focus and soak it in and I feel like I didn't want to phone it in this week, so I wanted to actually focus and bring it to you next week. That way I had a better chance to digest everything and bring a better episode to you guys. So what I'm going to do instead is a recording I did a few weeks ago. If you remember last season, I have an episode, I think from October or November called uh, Bushwhacking for Rare Plants. And it's kind of a follow-up to that. My husband and I went out with our son back out to that same area that we went last year, and we were able to find what we were looking for, which was a Bartonia Texana, a Texas screw stem. And we've solved several plants. And uh, I guess I'll preface this a little bit before I start the episode that my husband actually went out on a Friday afternoon, um, spent all day kind of out there looking without uh, my son and I. My son has school, so we were doing online learning and uh, he was able to focus on that, being able to go out there without us tagging along. And he was able to look a bit harder than he has been in the last two years that we've gone out and he found the plant. Something else to note is we were out just a little bit earlier than we were in the past. I think at least two, maybe three weeks earlier than we've been going. So I'm not sure if that contributed to being able to find it and bloom and, uh, you know, timing periods can be off a little bit and you can miss something within a week or two. So that was very exciting. And anyway, so this is what this episode is. I was recording going out there, our hike. There's a good chunk at the end where my husband kind of talks about the, the area a little bit and why this plant is kind of unique and rare. And at the end of this episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about seepage swamps, uh, at least the ones that occur in Texas. There are seepage swamps uh, and other areas that are going to be uh, hosting different plants and different um, geology and makeup, but kind of sort of similar situations. So stay tight for that. And I hope you guys enjoy this uh, interesting episode. What are we going to do? Hike! Where we, Camp! Where are we going? We're going near little pine trees. We'll make a next video near the pine trees. A video? Near this the creek <laughs> in San yeah. Houston National Forest. Yep. What are we going to go try to see? Do you even know? No. What are we going to see, Chris? Flowers. We're going to see Texas screw stem, and I bet we see cool, those red cardinal flowers. Ooh, maybe some pipe, uh, uh, ghost pipes. The, um, <laughs> the monotropa uh, uniflora. Oh, those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we'll see those little purple Vermania flowers. And that for a lucky mighty bird. And hey, you know what I saw? What? You know what we're going to see? There's a bunch of cool mushrooms. Ooh, cool. All right, you ready? Mm, yes. Let's go. finally made it out here. <laughs> I think Chris and I carried the heaviest backpacks we've ever carried. And this is kind of silly because we're just out here for a quick overnight. But we were hauling camera gear and extra stuff for forest and I don't know, just 
a bunch of stuff that we shouldn't. And oh, an extra water. We decided uh, we didn't want to pump water. There's a creek here, but we didn't feel like pumping. And uh, our Aquamira water drops were expired. It was stinks because it was actually a brand new container. And we just had never opened it because we haven't done a lot of backpacking since, uh, you know, having a kid and all that. So those were expired by like six months, which they were probably fine, but... Hi, I'm drawing a yellow bird. And Forrest is drawing a yellow bird. We're out here drawing. Chris is taking pictures of the Texas screw stem and Forrest is drawing. We're just kind of hanging out. And then I'm going to go down there in a little bit, take some pictures. Um, going to get muddy. And I'll report back when I get down there. All right, so I'm trying to make my way down to Chris, who is at the plants going through a uh, wax myrtle thicket it looks like right now there's a little wart on the ground and some mosses and there was something else a minute ago oh chain ferns and it's very soggy Very muddy, and then there's these little hummocks up where some stuff is growing. There's Chris. Now I'm kind of blockaded in here. Figure out how to get around. too far. Oh. Oh, Alright, I'm going to stop to take some pictures of Chris taking pictures. Alright, so I am here at the little hummock where <laughs> Chris found the Bartonia Texana, and they're small. Um, if you remember last year, I talked about the Brumania we found. They're kind of that same size. I mean, they're not very tall at all, but they are super cool. And so like what's surrounded is moss, the liverwort, and they're up on a little rise, a little island, if you will, where other plants have come out and the debris has just kind of created a little island around channels of uh, water coming out of the seep up the hillside here a little bit and it's all flowing down into the stream and oh there's some michella repens uh, growing on the top some another fern and uh, it's just a, I mean you have to be looking for it to find it so as I'm out here I'm reminded of our gathering of moss discussion read along. So there's a lot of all these liverworts and then these, these little it look like little feathery ferns, but they're I flipped them over. They're not ferns, they're little mosses um, coming off. And there's like this other moss that look I mean it looks like sphagnum moss, but I don't know what it really is. I'm not 
I don't know the moss linguistics very well here. And they're just, I mean, seriously, they're on like old root roots coming up off of around the water. You know, dirt has piled up enough for them to have enough place to, for them to take root. And, you know, it's just like she's talking about the difference in the size of the mosses depending on the substrate and, uh, you know, the, the, I can't remember the phrase <laughs> anymore. Um, but, uh, yeah, so there, there's some, there's some tall, like, redwood tree type <laughs> mosses. And then we have the lower to the ground, you know, liverworts and other mosses growing up. A little bit you go up the tree a little bit up trees the mosses are definitely much more closer to that surface area than the ones that are down low so that's kind of cool to take what we're reading into action and I'm gonna explore a little bit more in here the lights kind of getting low we came out here a little bit late in the afternoon we're gonna camp out here tonight and then in the morning try to take some more pictures because my pictures are not that great. I'm having a hard time focusing. Um, that just the light is already getting low. It's what time? It's five o'clock and I'm in the forest it gets darker earlier. So I'm gonna have to wait for anything better till tomorrow. But I'm gonna see if I can find more plants. forest is here too um okay yeah so maybe you want to talk about yesterday and finding <laughs> finding the long awaited bartonia texana <laughs> yeah so <clears throat> and so we have you know it's it's for this part of texas it's fairly hilly and you know we're standing standing and we're standing up uh, above the the creek right now in fairly sandy soil with you know pine trees and black gum and uh, mixed oaks, water oak, things like that. And below, so I guess there's some, it seems like there's a layer of uh, clay or something maybe down below the sand and uh, near where the hill, near where the creek is, <clears throat> the groundwater is flowing out of the hill, um, probably only a couple feet elevation wise above the creek and there's all these um, <clears throat> springs and seeps um, that are flowing out of the hill and causing this uh, you know acid seep kind of bagel community down by the creek and um, so there's like all these little you know one to six foot wide little hummocks with all these mo different mosses and sphagnum moss and liverworts and, um, and then all it's forested so you know all the all the tree species that kind of come with that big all community and then ma like uh, magnolia grandiflora and maybe virginiana mm -hmm. down kind of right above the seeps and maybe some in the seeps um, but anyway so yesterday I started off in the same area we've looked the last two years, 
Um, and I guess either last year or maybe two years ago, we found Bermania biflora. It's this little bitty, maybe, you know, one to three inch tall plant with little purple flowers. You're on Bermania. <laughs> anyway, a helicopter just went by. Um, it's fading off in the distance. Um, yeah, so the Bermania. So uh, when we found the Bermania, we thought we, we I thought we were probably in the right area. Um, even though we didn't find any, um, it's another little bitty purple flower like Bermania. Um, uh, purple flower like Bermania. Yeah, it's a little, little bitty two inch tall. That's one single flower on a stem. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. Anyway, Dr. Brown had always told me that um, he saw that with uh, Texas Screwstrom. The, the name's slipping my mind right now. Um, Have we seen that before? Yeah, a lot in Florida and, all, and, and yeah, in East Texas. I've seen it quite a bit. Okay. Um, and so I have not seen any of that here. Um, but... So yesterday I started off in the same area as the last two years and I've actually found one Texas screw stem. It was a little bitty puny one, maybe tops one inch tall with one bud that took me a long time. It took me a long time to figure out that it wasn't a Bermania because the flower bud wasn't open yet, but it was Texas screw stem, um, especially after seeing the, the next ones I found. I, I know it was. Um, anyway, so I gave up in that area yesterday and worked my way, uh, you know, down the creek in the same habitat. And um, I found another, I'm going to call it another population other than the one, on one hummock. I guess Misty and I have looked. I've looked more today now and even further down the seep. Um, you know, probably looked at another 100 feet down. It's pretty hard going in this habitat um and it's it's the same hummocks same same thing i just can't couldn't find any more texas screw stem so like on this one hummock though it's about five feet wide there's we haven't counted yet but roughly 10 um there's like two nice ones <laughs> and th that are you know nice is four inches tall we haven't measured them but probably four or five inches tall with three flower buds each maybe Something like that, maybe four on one. Um, then there's the other ones are three to four inches with one or two flower buds, and there's a couple that are maybe one or two inches tall on that hummock. And that's it. <laughs> there's no more. And luckily today, even more than yesterday, um, they're like in perfect bloom right now for <laughs> for Bartonia. Um, it's nothing exciting, but at least. Um, you know, with our, with our photos, with our macro lens, it should come out. I was say, maybe you can talk a little bit about like why it, I guess why, why it's so rare or like kind of like why we've been looking for it or uh, wanting to see it. So, yeah, I think there's, um, I think I read there's roughly 22, um, I guess observation locations ever for this plant. Um, in East Texas and Western Louisiana, we're on the very, very western range where we're standing and i think i believe this is the last county it's in to the west i don't think it's in montgomery county um 
So this is a really rare habitat in the first place, this specific soil type with the seep, with this plant community is hard to find in the first place. Um, and then I guess it, it, uh, it just needs that perfect height hummock and, you know, moisture the whole year. That's why, it, I, you know, the, it, the seeps probably flow out of the hillside probably most years, you know, all year, you know, maybe when it gets really, really dry, they might stop, but so that's this kind of specific habitat it needs. It needs this moist soil on a hummock all year, all the time. So were you, were you as excited as like finding a ghost orchid or not nearly? Um, or we're just like, yeah. oh, that's cool. No, I think it was probably about the same. Yeah? Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah, I think so, because... I mean, to me, this, I, I, I think this is one of those plants that nobody really knows because this habitat is so hard to search. Um, and only, you have to be looking for this plant to find it. That you, you can't, you can't find it by accident without knowing what you're looking at. So only, you know, kind of botany people that are out here. Well, even hardly, I would even like. Like, it's a handful of the botany people who even... Yeah, I mean, if I wouldn't have known about this plant, I, I mean, I... Even seeing it, like, I, I would have an easy time overlooking it. You know, it's just a very thin... It looks like a twig almost. I mean, I'm going to use the word twig, but twig is almost too big. It's like... It's like less than a toothpick so diameter. I, I was looking on another hummock, and it's like... A seedling twig of it's like that thin like a seedling coming up with has like one cotyledon or maybe even two and it's just yeah. that thin so it's, it's like I would say it's probably half the thickness of a toothpick the stem and then the, the flowers are, are yeah like um, probably like a third of the diameter of a BB you know so they're the flowers are white <laughs> Uh, you have to look very closely, but and they and it looks like <clears throat> looks like they have four or five petals, and then in my, some of my pictures you can actually see the pollen, you know. Yeah. So it'll be neat to look at it on the computer at home. Um. So yeah, I mean, so there's 22 occurrences ever. Very few pictures out there, because um, a lot of the pictures were taken. Before to, quite a while, yeah. yeah, with film, and so they're, you know, that quality. Um, there's a couple recent ones out there that are that are decent, but just nice to. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of. I mean, honestly, it's like it's like it was kind of my you know top plant I wanted to find. Yeah, it'd be um, nice to actually find it in another location sometime. It just yeah. So I mean, now now I guess my next goal. I mean, <laughs> go looking this for other some seeps. Serious effort. Um, and time to find this plant so but it would be nice to find a totally a totally new location seep, yeah. totally new location um you know now that i know what habitat to really look in yeah so oh and then uh it's and then it is interesting um i saw it yet last year but i didn't uh, I didn't really, I kind of had forgotten about it and I didn't really try to ID it, but I'm pretty sure 
um, the screw stem I found yesterday and the screw stems today both have yellow fringed orchid growing within 10 or 15 feet of the screw stem. So it's, if, if you're in a, if you're in a seep with those hummocks and you see that yellow fringe orchid, you know, it, it, that's probably the right habitat. Um, I'm not positive it's yellow fringe orchid because they're in, they have uh, seeds right now. They're not in flower. Um, so I'll need to It'll come out in like June, that. July. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, so I guess we can look at our pictures and the seed pods and make sure that it fits. And then, yeah, we can come out next June to see those orchids blooming. I don't know. What else? <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think of anything else. Um, I'm sure we can talk more in the swamp tomorrow. It's just, it's super hard to find. Like I thought I saw, I was like, hey, I'm that other hummock. And that looks like some more. And you were like, you went over, that's Bermania. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it is be, like um, when you're standing, that was like, I don't know, 10 feet away. When you stand, you see these twiggy things and then you got to get closer and realize they're not. You have to be like within three feet of it to, to ID it. Mm -hmm. you, you can't see it for more than that away. It, it blends in with everything. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know, just the ecosystem around it is super cool, too. So, high five for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Forrest, do you have anything to say? Hi! <laughs>
And so the geology may occur on a range of geological formations, including intermediate to high Pleistocene terraces, Eocene sands, and the Catahoula Formation and the Wilcox Formation. Uh, that Catahoula is actually kind of an interesting formation because there's a ton of rare plants that happen in uh, Catahoula uh, regions of East Texas and Western Louisiana. It's just a very unique habitat, and there's a lot of interesting things that occur in that area. So landform uh, occupies low landscape positions, typically along low gradient creeks, headwaters of drainages, or local depressions, often where underground water flow exits to the surface as a seep, which is exactly what's happening there. The water is coming out of the side of the hill and forming these little creeks down to this one main creek. Soils, typically sandy to loamy soils, often with an impermeable subsurface layer that restricts water percolation. These sites are typically semi-permanently saturated and typically soils of medium to strong acidity. So basically what my husband was talking about uh, earlier on. And then there's a whole bunch of different plant species that may be occurring in that area. And uh, oh, one of the plants we at the end, my husband was talking about little purple plant that occurs along with the Brumania and the Texas screw stem is nodding Nixie Apteria aphyla. And I've actually never seen that. He has seen it apparently <laughs> uh, in Florida, but that was a plant that I have not seen. And um, anyway, so, you know, some of the plants that occur in these seepage swamps were Magnolia virginiana, Nyssa biflora, which is swamp tupelo, Acerubrum red maples, uh, sweet gums, liquid ambar, Syracaflua, laurel oaks, um, various oak species, other oak species, uh, green, uh, sorry, Quercus nigra, water oak, uh, Fraxinus pennsylvanica, green ash. Uh, I mean, pretty much many of these things that I'm, I'm reading off, I saw in this, in this seabage swamp. Uh, well, except for rhododendron. I did not see that one. That was rhododendron canescens. Ilex decidua for sure. There are definitely some vaccinium's out there. I did not identify which one. Ilex opaca, viburnums, wax myrtles, Oh, ferns, Woodwardia areolata, chain fern. Uh, that is definitely very present out there. I mentioned that in there. Royal fern. I didn't really see any royal fern, but definitely uh, plenty of ferns, Eliochris. And then at the end, it says rare species include Bartonia texana, uh, along with Bermania biflora and Aptera aphyla, which is the nodding nixie. So basically, we were in a very great seepage swamp. Uh, pretty good high quality habitat there and uh, as as we mentioned we want to we want to see if we can find some more and 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 look for that just matter of finding the time and uh, you know with our son it's a little bit harder to do than it used to be uh, we'd spent hours and hours tromping along in uh, remote habitats but it's a little bit different when you have to you know make sure you know <laughs> a kid isn't uh, going to get bit by a snake and all these good things. Um, it works. He had fun. It was a great, it was a great time actually. And I, I definitely appreciated being out kind of in an area that not a lot of people are out at. And uh, I kind of encourage you guys just to get out and go hike. I know it's a little bit hard right now with um, COVID, but there are plenty of places you can get out and go, go safely explore, you know, take your mask, be safe and, uh, go hiking, go see some plants. Fall is second spring here in Texas. There's a whole lot blooming and a lot of interesting 
uh, you know, just like there's spring ephemerals, there's fall ephemerals. So there's plenty of things that are unique and interesting going out there. It doesn't have to be something rare, but there are plenty of cool things uh, blooming right now. So challenge you guys to get out and do some hiking. Okay, next week, I promise we'll be back with Gathering Moss for the next three chapters. And after that, I have another episode planned. And then the next episode will be November. It'll be a garden review for October. And I can't believe October is going to go by fast. I just want to do also a PSA since it's kind of still a few weeks away. Make sure you register to vote if, if the time hasn't passed in your state. And be sure to go and vote. Um, do, do that. Go vote. Okay. You can find the podcast at thegardenpathpodcast.com. You can email me at thegardenpathpodcast at gmail.com. And I'm on Instagram at thegardenpathpodcast. Oh, I do want to note that I'm putting a video in the show notes for this episode that will goes with this. It's uh, a video put together out there in the swamp and uh, the Bartonia. And you can see pictures as well on the show notes for the website. Okay, with that, I hope you guys uh, enjoyed the episode and I'll talk to y'all next week.